What's up, Bee Queen Bees? This is your Bee Queen Bee host, Lovey Don, and welcome to the first episode of Bee Queen Bee Real Talk, the podcast that is embodied in the importance of self-love, all while keeping it real, raw, and uncut. And on tonight's episode, Why is Self-Love So Hard to Obtain?, we're going to dig deep into what is self-love and um, how do you begin to develop self-love. So let's get started. So the question of the night is, why is it so hard to obtain self-love? Um, I know that lately it's been um, a very hot topic. You know, you hear people say all the time, you should love yourself. Like, girl, if you loved yourself, you would leave that situation. You need to really love yourself more. Basically, what everybody is saying in a nutshell is you have to have self-love. And I want to first establish what self-love is, okay? So, self-love is not simply a feeling, all right? It's more like a state of mind that uh, appreciates oneself. It helps to uh, grow from actions. It supports you physically, psychologically, and in your spiritual growth. So, I'm going to take some time out to highlight a couple key points on maybe the reason why you've really never had self-love or the reason why you this term is new okay so the first thing that we have to look up look at is is how a person grew up when you were being reared as a child depending on the environment that you grew up in it probably has made a huge difference in if you have been showing yourself love over the course of your journey since you've been here okay and I'm gonna go a little bit further in that what 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 am I trying to say what I'm trying to say is that the way that you grew up the type of parents that you had the type of environment that you were cultivated in all of that plays a gigantic huge part in your understanding of self-love and your ability to actually show yourself self-love so let's just say for instance you grew up in an abusive home and let's say it may not it may have not been physical abuse let's say it was more so like uh verbal abuse where you know your your parent or your parents called you names they called you stupid they called you ugly they called you you know like uh, shit and somehow in some households uh children was uh referred to as um you know bitches or whores or sluts you know these are all terms that are negative and abusive so if you know that you grew up in a household where you were being verbally abused you already may have some issues really accepting self-love or maybe not even accepting it but actually developing it actually feeling like you are worthy and valuable enough to give yourself self-love because during our 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 adolescent years those are the times where our um, emotional development is happening 
our physical development is happening in regards to our brain development. This is when a lot of our ideologies are being um, established on what we think about ourselves, what we think about people, and just pretty much like what do we think about the world around us. All of that is rooted growing up as a child. So basically what I'm trying to say is, is that if you grew up in a house where you never were, you know, given positive affirmations or you were never told that you were a wonderful person or you never was told that you was beautiful or you never was told that, you know, you were valuable and worthy, then nine times out of 10, all throughout your life, you have struggled in the area of self-love because the developing years, you never received any of that type of um, um, information. So you have to look at how you grew up. And when you look at how you grew up, did you hear anybody in your household say to you, you know, you need to go to the mirror and look in the mirror and uh, affirm yourself, tell yourself that self, I love you, call yourself by your name and say, I love you. Um, talk positive to yourself. If you, if you didn't grow up in a household where a parent was instilling that in you, then nine times out of 10, it is very difficult for you to actually, you know, realize that self-love is important. Number one. And number two, it is extremely hard to, uh, even start the journey and giving yourself the self-love that you deserve. And so that really all boils down to how you grew up, okay? So that is one of the number one reasons why self-love is so hard to obtain is because a lot of us did not grow up in an environment where we were being taught that self-love is important. And without it, it is going to be extremely difficult for you to love others because you cannot give to someone else what you are not willing to give to yourself okay that's number one so that's one of the number reasons one of the number one reasons why it is extremely hard to um obtain self-love is because uh you have not released any of the conditioning and the ideologies that you grew up um learning whether it was um voluntary or involuntary learned behavior so that's the first thing that you have to look at when you are talking about obtaining self-love. The second thing um, that you really have to look at in regards to uh, obtaining self-love is what type of self-talk are you having with yourself, ladies, okay? Um, I, I, I'm willing to bet my ass, okay? <laughs> I am willing to bet that nine times out of 10, the conversation that you have with yourself if anybody else, okay, whether it be a friend, a friend, a family member, or a stranger, if they were willing to say to you what you say to yourself, I bet you any amount of money, you ask to be ready to fight. Straight up. Because some of the self-talk that we have with ourselves is so negative and so ugly and so dark in nature. You would dare not to repeat it out loud because you would feel a level of embarrassment or shame that you even feel that way about yourself. 
And I know this to be true because I had so many years of just negative self-talk. And negative self-talk doesn't just happen overnight. It's years and years and years and years of experiences that you've had with other people and situations and circumstances that cause you to have a negative um, outlook on yourself and repeat to yourself negative things because you have grabbed hold of the belief system that that is exactly who you are. So I remember um, when I was overweight and I remember a lot of times just looking at looking at myself in the mirror and just having this whole conversation in my head on, you know, how I looked. I was pretty much like tearing every part of my physical attributes down. And, you know, y'all, oh my God, like, look at you. Like, you, 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 you're nowhere near where you used to be. You used to be so small. You used to could wear this. You used to could wear that. Now your ass is big. You can barely, you know, fit your clothes no more. Your stomach is hanging over your jeans. You know, damn, you just, what is you, you know? And so you, so it's just like this whole dialogue that, that I'm having with myself in regards to the disgust that I feel when I look in the mirror and I don't like my physical attributes. I don't like the fact that I've gained weight. I don't like the fact that I've let myself get, get to this point. But this is what we got to understand, that negative self-talk will never correct the problem that you're complaining about. Okay, so let's be let me repeat that again. Negative self-talk will never be the solution to the problem or the issue that you're complaining about. And when you come to that realization, that's when you can really, really, really start to move toward the area of self-love self-love is only developed when you begin to completely throw in the damn trash okay any negative self-talk about yourself only then will self-love begin to develop you cannot speak poorly of yourself and think that you are going to grow in self-love because That's like light and dark trying to coexist at the exact same time. It's just not possible. So you have to go ahead and decide right now that you're going to do away with negative self-talk. You're going to make a commitment. Then when you get those, um, those, those, those conversations going in your head where you're having a complete bashing session of yourself. Okay. A complete bashing session where you're talking about every a disappointing moment that you've had in your life as it pertains to your actions and decisions that you've made. Because the thing is this right here, you, you really have to, really there's levels to this thing. Okay. And, and I really want to make sure that I'm making myself very clear about this. When you talk about negative self-talk, we now have to talk about forgiveness. Okay. That's number one. And that's not only just forgiveness of other people but number one forgiveness of yourself because if you were forgiving yourself for past decisions past choices that you've made then it wouldn't be so easy for you to have negative self-talk do you see how this shit all connects and intertwines with each other it all works hand in hand so I want you all just to take time and just to really think about 
all the things that you haven't forgiven yourself for, number one. All the decisions that you've made in your life that you feel like has given you some result of um, disappointment or some result of um, failure and forgive yourself for those things because it's important. When you feel like you've made a lot of decisions that has disappointed yourself, then it is damn near impossible to give yourself self-love and to speak to yourself in your internal dialogue from a positive standpoint because you haven't even forgiven yourself for things that you have done in the past that you feel has brought you to the space that you're in and that and nine times out of ten the space that you're in could be making you feel like you um, are disappointed in yourself or you failed yourself in some type of shape form or fashion um, you know, if anybody was to ask me, you know, what is one of those things that you feel like you have to give yourself forgiveness for? And, you know, I think for me, I, I, one of the number one things that I feel like I've had to give, give myself forgiveness for is the decisions that I've made in the area of relationships when I was not being true to myself. When I was not living in my true created person. In other words, what that means is when I allowed my childhood to determine how I felt about myself. When I allowed what other people, um, their perceptions and the things that they said to me and, 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 and grabbing hold of those things and taking ownership of those things is if that was me the real me, the true me, and making decisions based off of those things versus making decisions based off of the true essence of who I am as a spiritual being and as a woman and just me as a individual person. I think that that's like one of the number one things that I've really had to forgive myself for because if you don't give yourself forgiveness then just how and and come on let's keep it real all right this is be queen be real talk is real raw and uncut let's keep it real there's somebody right now because i want you to compare the unforgiveness that you are potentially harboring inside of yourself for someone else that you feel has done wrong against you and how you feel when you see that person how you feel when you hear that person talk, how you feel when you hear somebody else talking about that person that you haven't forgiven for X, Y, and Z. Whatever feelings that you have in each one of those incidents is the same feeling ultimately that you have for yourself when you don't forgive yourself for things that you feel has um, negatively affected your life in some shape form or fashion so that ought to be a dead key giveaway on why it is absolutely imperative important and essential to forgive yourself before you can even begin to conceive the idea of obtaining self-love okay so forgiveness of yourself is number one all right and number two forgiveness of other people Because this is the fact of the matter, okay? 
you cannot forgive anybody else for any type of injustice or wrongdoing against you until you first learn how to forgive yourself. That's number one. All right. Because if you say, if you tell somebody that you forgive them for something that they did to you and you haven't even given your own self self-forgiveness, then the forgiveness that you gave to that other person is not all the way authentic. And the minute that they do something else that you don't like or something that pisses you off or something that rubs you the wrong way, then you're going to turn around and you're going to regurgitate back up everything that that person ever did to you. And the forgiveness that you said that you gave them is going to become null and void because you're going back to the pain, the discomfort, the heartache or the headache or whatever the hell it was that they gave you. And you're going to rehash that back out and you're going to live that again. Okay. And that is not forgiveness. All right. And a lot of times we do that same thing to ourselves. So number one, forgiveness of self and forgiveness of others. Number two, we're talking about how we are going to begin to develop self-love for ourselves. Number two, you cannot develop self-love for yourself without discipline. Okay. Let's be, let's be damn clear on that right now. <laughs> let's not, let's not sugarcoat this thing. All right. Without discipline, you cannot obtain self-love point blank period. That's just the way that, that's just the way that it goes, ladies. All right. If we're going to, we're going to be real and we're not going to lie to ourselves. We have to become disciplined in order to obtain self-love. And I know that that doesn't sound fun and I know that that doesn't sound very popular but at the end of the day discipline is a form of self-love all right so let's take it away from self-love for a second and let's look I don't know how many people on this podcast actually has children okay but you know just as well as I know that a part of you exercising love to your kids you discipline their ass right because you know that if you don't discipline them and you let them grow up their entire life and you never show them any type of discipline that they're going to be some damn no good citizens. They're going to be some heathens and they're going to be worried about the wrong thing when they get to be grown. Okay. And you already know the consequences of being a damn fool as an adult mean you going to jail or you going, you going to the grave. Okay. Because if, when you don't know how to act, because nobody disciplined you, nobody gave you, gave your child home training and they get out here and they start trying to act the same way that, um, they acted when they was in the house with you, when you wasn't giving them no discipline, somebody might put a bullet in their ass. I mean, I'm just being honest because we're in 2020. So it's time out for sugarcoating and it's time out for the foolishness. And it's time to keep it real and really call a spade a spade and call an ace an ace. If you don't discipline your kids in 2020, it's a high probability that number one, especially especially if you have um, a son and if you are if you are of the African-American descent and you listen to this podcast, you already know that disciplining your black son in your household is important because if you don't discipline him, discipline him, then society is going to discipline him. And that means that they could put a bullet in his ass because he don't got good home training and he's out here in the streets wilding out. 
or the police is going to put a bullet in his ass because he out here breaking the law. Okay? And if he don't get a bullet in his ass, it's nine times out of ten, he's going to jail. So, you, why am I saying all this stuff? I'm saying all this stuff because it is absolutely, it's absolutely important that we discipline our, we discipline our children out of self-love because you want to make sure that you are giving them the discipline that they need so they will know how to conduct and act when they go out here in society so that they won't have a major target on their back. Okay. And the same discipline and the same reason that you discipline your children is the same reason why you yourself have to show yourself discipline. All right. So let me give you an example. A part of self-love whether we want to admit to this or not, is taking care of ourselves and and living a lifestyle that is healthy, okay? We're going to talk about that. That is a part of self-love. It's taking care of yourself from a physical health standpoint. So if you know that you are overweight, let's say you overweight, okay? And you've been overweight for a while and you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see. You have a lot of negative self-talk about your image and the way that you look. And you want to show yourself some more self-love. You already know that there's two areas that you're going to have to um, develop discipline in. The first area of discipline is going to have to be in your diet. Okay? You already know that you're not going to be able to eat all the bullshit that you've been eating because it's full of calories, it's full of sugar, it's full of uh, saturated fat and all that stuff that you know that your body don't need. And you already know that you're going to have to be much more mindful and much more disciplined of what you are consuming from a day-to-day basis, okay? That's number one. Number two, you already know that you're going to have to get in the di- in the um, discipline in the area of activity. You already know that if you um, are not active already, that you're going to have to incorporate some form of exercise into your daily routine. Y'all, that's going to take discipline, okay? Because every day that I go to the gym, every day that I go to the gym, I do not want to necessarily go. But I go because there is a certain uh, image that I would like to see when I look in the mirror. And I know the only way that I'm going to be able to obtain it is if I go to the gym. All right. So because I believe so strongly in self-love, I understand that discipline is one of the number one components to giving myself that. So why not start to discipline myself in the area of health and fitness? All right. Because that really does determine the level of self-love that you have for yourself, okay? Because when we are not healthy, we do not feel good. We cannot process information in a way that is healthy. And uh, our health is, it plays a huge, huge part in our ability to give ourselves self-love, okay? Now, what we're talking about is how do you begin to develop self-love? And that's going to bring me to my next point. Setting boundaries with yourself and others is a way that you can begin to develop self-love. All right. If you don't set boundaries, if you don't set boundaries for yourself and you don't set boundaries for 
um, other people, then it is a very strong possibility that you are not exercising self-love towards yourself. And when we talk about boundaries, we're talking about the crossroads here, okay? We're talking about somebody is trying to take you too far and in your mind, and in your heart, you really don't want to go. You really don't want to do it. You really just, just ain't feeling it, but yet you do it anyway because, you know, you don't want a person to think that you're a bad person or you don't want people to think that you're not a helper or you don't want people to think that you're not a giver. You know, all of that has its place. But at the end of the day, if you don't put boundaries on people, then they're not going to put boundaries on you. All right. So in other words, they will continue to squeeze you until you can't be squeezed no more until all the life has been squeezed out of your mind and out of your body. And they're going to be going on about themselves because they've gotten everything that they need to get out from you when you never took the time out to give anything to yourself. All right. That's why boundaries are important. You have to have boundaries. Not only do you have to have boundaries with um, other people, but you have to have boundaries with yourself. Okay. So let me give you an example. Here, here's an example. <laughs> let's say you're trying. Okay, ladies. Let's say you're trying to take some time out, and right now you want to just, you know, enjoy your alone time. You don't want to be energetically tied up with another person. So you've decided to temporarily step away from any type of sexual intercourse. Okay, you decided, you know, for the next six months. I'm not going to have sex. I'm going to take the time out to, you know, work on myself, work on my dreams, work on my career or whatever the case may be. Whatever your reasoning is for deciding that you are going to take six months from not having any sex. Okay. Now, you know, damn good and well (laughs) that you're going to have to establish some boundaries in order for you to keep that promise to yourself. Okay, you you know that because you know, like I know, that sex is the bomb.com. You know it feels good. You know that you know we get as horny just as much as a dude. And when that thing gets to thumping, you already know what time it is. You already know we finna go try to uh get us some vitamin D. So let's be clear about that now. So you already know that you got to establish some boundaries in order not to go get you some vitamin D. I mean, come on. So what does that look like? So let's say, okay, um, a guy asks you out on a date. Y'all go on a date. Y'all vibing. Conversation is cool. Everything is on the up and up. Everything is amazing. And then all of a sudden, you really start to feel this dude you really liking him you think he's a cutie whatever y'all go on several more dates all of the dates are amazing well then that coochie is something now okay now we're gonna keep it real let's keep it all the way 100 you know that coochie is thumping you know you three months in to not having sex this is where your boundaries got to kick in it 
So that means that, yes, you can still go on out on a date with this dude. But that means that um, any type of like, let me come back to your crib or you come back to mine. Let's just go sit down um, and have some some coffee and a conversation. You already know that you are probably nine times out of ten. If you're real with yourself, you already know that you are teeter-tottering over the lines of your boundaries. Okay? You know that them draws might get dropped. One roll move. And the boundaries is out of the window. And now we in the book. I mean, come on now, y'all. I told you that this was Be Queen, Be Real Talk. Raw and uncut. It's all about the journey of self-love. But we're going to keep it real. Give me a few seconds. I got to take a squig of water, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. I was real thirsty. I don't know. Am I even supposed to be doing this on a podcast? I'm not really sure. (laughs) But... I had to take me some water. So, excuse me. I'm coughing. I'm doing a whole lot right now. Now, moving right along here. And I'm going to make this short and sweet. I'm not keeping y'all all all night. I hope y'all are enjoying the very first episode of Be Queen, Be Real Talk. It is a journey of obtaining self-love, getting empowered and inspired, and really staying true to the goal of self-love that you have set for yourself. All right? Now, uh, number four, exercising your right to say no to yourself and to others, I feel like is another way to begin to develop self-love, but I also feel like it's like the twin sister to setting boundaries, okay? You have to learn how to exercise the word no, okay? And listen, I think I'm so good at the game Anybody can get it. Who want to get it? Uh, oh, can I take you such such and such somewhere and today is self-care Sunday? No. Okay. Oh, your man all of a sudden want to go and do this and that or he wants you to work around the house? Or this? Uh, no. Oh, my sister didn't call me and she want me to go out for drinks, but I've already promised myself that I was going to journal tonight and work on one thing uh, as it pertains to my business goals? Uh, the answer is no. I mean, at some point in time, we have to learn how to exercise our right to say no and feel damn good about it, okay? And do it unapologetically. I'm going to say no to other people when I need to and not feel guilty about it. See, that's the catch-21 here, Queens, Okay. You have to be able to say no and not feel guilty, all right? Because not every time do you need to agree to do something just because somebody else wants you to do it. And then if you say no, you have a whole beat up on, beat up session on yourself about how, how of a horrible person you are because you said no, okay? Because that goes back to a person using using you and wrenching you out like a dish rag and putting you on back up and going on about their business and you all woe out because you didn't know how to say no because you know people are going to uh be all gas and no brakes sometimes and you have to put their ass on the brakes all right so let's be clear about that now now but this don't just go 
in regards to exercising your right to say no to other people, but you also have to exercise your right to say no to yourself. And like I said, this is the twin sister to establishing boundaries, okay? Just how you know that you don't need to find yourself alone in a, in, in a house or in an apartment or wherever with a dude that you know you vibing with and you feeling and he fine and you know that you've committed six months of no sex, you already know that, number one, you don't need to violate and go against the boundaries that you set to be able to obtain that goal. But you also know that if you do find yourself getting high and heavy, you need to learn and know when to say, no, no, the rubber stops here. I will not take my drawers off, okay? I will not unsnap my bra, all right? <laughs> I mean, hey, come on now. This is the conversation that you literally have to have with yourself if you ain't trying to get in the book after you've committed yourself to six months of no sex because you're trying to grow, whether you're trying to grow in self-development or grow in business or whatever, and you're taking time out just to enjoy your own energy and heal or just to get your own thoughts together outside of being energetically tied up with somebody through sexual intercourse okay but that's a whole nother podcast now last point and this point right here this this one bullet point is to me one of the best of the list when it talks about beginning to develop self-love You have to learn how to protect your energy, okay? You have to learn how to protect your energy. And ultimately, that equals protecting your peace, okay? You cannot develop in self-love if you do not protect your energy. Because this is the thing about that. When you do decide, when you do finally decide to make up your mind that you want to give yourself self-love, There's going to be a whole lot of people that's going to be super damn mad, all right? They're going to be pissed off that you are showing yourself self-love and you're letting it be known that you have established boundaries, that you are willing to tell people no, that you are are willing to uh, uh, be disciplined in certain areas in your life so that you can obtain the goals that you are looking to obtain, people are not going to like that, okay? And they're going to come to you with a whole lot of negative talk, a lot of negative ideologies on what they feel like you're becoming or what they feel like, you know, you're doing. And you know what I'm talking about, okay? Let's be for real. You know that the minute that you start trying to do something, that is for your own good and for your own self-development and your own self-healing that you got somebody coming with a bullshit talking about you being fake, you acting funny, you acting like you better than everybody else. Listen, protect your energy. I dismiss a person out of my face so fast if I feel like they are coming to me with any type of negativity, especially as it pertains to their thoughts and their opinions toward me, okay? Your ass is getting out of my face. I'm going to tell you that right now because I cannot develop in self-love and stay around negative people, energy vampires, somebody who just comes to leech on to you, 
suck out all of your energy and by the time you leave from around that person not only are you not interested in self-love but now you're depressed or irritated or angry in some type of way because you did not protect your energy from people that do not understand the journey that you're on they are not even interested in being on the same journey that you're on, let alone are they interested in the journey that you're on. So you are yet still responsible for protecting your energy because if you don't protect your energy, nobody's going to do that for you, okay? That's just all that it boils down to <laughs> at the end of the day. So when we come back to the core question of when we started this episode, on why is self-love so hard to obtain? Number one, because people are still living in the past of their childhood from them growing up and being uh, talked to in an inappropriate way, in a negative way, being raised in a negative way, and they have not let go of the opinions and the the ideology and the conditioning that was bestowed upon them growing up as a child. Number two, people have too much negative self-talk going on within, with inside themselves is one of the other reasons why it is extremely hard for them to uh, develop self-love for themselves. Number, number three, you have not come to a place of forgiveness of yourself and to others. And that is another reason why it's extremely hard for you to obtain self-love. Number four, you have not become disciplined in your actions. You have not decided that you are going to do the necessary steps that it takes to obtain whatever it is that you need to in order to develop self-love. Number five, you have not established boundaries for yourself and other people. Number six, you have not exercised your right to say no and not feel guilty behind saying no. And number seven, you have not start started to protect your energy around others who do not understand nor do are they willing to understand um your journey of self-love and self-development so uh that's it b queen bees we are coming to an end i hope you all uh, most definitely enjoyed um the first episode of b queen b real talk why is self-love so hard to obtain um, I hope that you take something away from um, this talk tonight and really think about the things that I've said. You deserve self-love. You are valuable. You are worthy. You deserve to um, look at yourself in the mirror and be proud of the woman that stands, that stares uh, back at you. Once again, you deserve self-love, okay? You deserve that shit. And if nobody ever explained to you what self-love was, if nobody ever told you the importance of what self-love um, can do for you, then I'm here to tell you tonight that self-love is important. Self-love is the keys to freedom, to being yourself, and to accepting your purpose, and to getting in alignment. Self-love is rooted and grounded in, uh, in everything healthy, everything good, everything that is abundant, everything that is positive. You have to have self-love in order to live the life that you desire and deserve, okay? So if you felt this uh, podcast tonight, please be sure to share this podcast. I look forward, I look forward to another episode 
Um, the Bee Queen Bee Real Talk podcast is every Sunday night. So please make sure that if you're not following me on social media, you can follow me at Facebook or at Beloved Queen Beauty. Um, my Instagram page, you can follow me at Lovey Don. That's L-U-V-I-D-A-W-N. And I look forward to speaking with you, Bee Queen Bees, the next time. So I'll check you later. Bye.